Welcome to the Kingdom is for Everyone podcast. This is your host, Matthew Hester, and this is the place to discuss all things righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to thank our Hester Ministries monthly supporters for making this podcast a reality, as well as the many things that we do around the world. At the recording of this podcast, we're coming into the Christmas season, and I would just encourage you to consider giving a charitable gift to Hester Ministries, uh, completely tax-deductible, and uh, helps us carry the gospel around the world. Do me a favor, check out our website, hesterministries.org, to find out more information. You can also go to the homepage for this podcast. Go to anchor.fm slash the kingdom four. That's the number four, the kingdom for everyone. We have a message tab there. We'd love for you to leave us a voice message or a question that we could feature on an upcoming episode. That'd be really cool to include what you have to offer to the conversation. Here at The Kingdom is for Everyone, we want you to be more than an uh, an audience member. We want you to be a participant. Okay, we're going to jump into episode 18, and this episode is going to be called The Value of Trust. The Value of Trust. And I want to take some time just to share a few things on my heart uh, concerning this topic because it's a big one. And um, really kind of looking at, um, I guess, our foundational verse for this, John 6, 28 and 29, Then they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. So we're going to jump into that word believe. It actually in the Greek is translated along more on the lines of trusting those that if you want to get basically if you want to get on the work of God, you have to trust him, trust him that he has sent. And so I want to get into that. Before we do, I just want to take a quick 30-second break for some sponsored content, and we'll be right back on the other side of that. Okay, and we are back. Thank you so much for joining us in this podcast episode. We started there with John 6, 28 and 29, and we looked at that, that phrase, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. And the Greek word for believe in that verse, in that passage, is pistivo, P-I-S-T-E-V-O. This word communicates something that goes beyond believing. Not It's not just the way that we, when we talk about believing, or, you know, I believe what you're telling me. Uh, it actually communicates the invitation to trust. And so that, for me, that changes some of how we approach this admonition from the Lord. This is the work of God, that you trust in him whom he has sent. And, you know, at least for my sake, and, and, and I, would, I believe you would agree, that there's a significant difference between believing and trusting. Have you ever heard like, you know, or maybe you thought of yourself, I always believe the best, and a lot of times it ends up being proven wrong. Um, but when we talk about trusting for the best, well, then there, there's, there's more to it. For me, trusting involves more leaning into. In other words, there's some real skin in the game when... You, you get from this, a lot of times believing almost feels like this ethereal plane, if you will, this nebulous reality, but trusting, uh, there's, there's roots to that. There's depth to that. And so just some standard definitions here, believe to have confidence in the truth. And a lot of times this is where we use the word faith. So believe to have confidence in the truth, but then trust Reliance on the integrity, 
strength, ability, surety, etc. of a person or thing. And also trust is an action. Uh, and so again, you can, you can see there's a big difference there. There are people that I believe that I have not yet matured into trusting because you can't really know the level uh, of, of a person's integrity, their ability, their surety, unless they've been tested, unless you, you've walked uh, a couple miles with them so that you can start to bring trust into the relationship. Uh, trust is not something that is free. You know, we, we love freely, right? Uh, we, we do that without question. Uh, but trust and love are two very different things. Um, we're supposed to forgive, without question. But forgiveness, you know, and, and, and a lot of times I get asked that when we talk about forgiveness or even our last episode about restorative justice. Okay, so so you're saying God wants to restore and one of my parts to plan that's forgiveness. So then what? I just let them keep doing what they do? No, no, no. That doesn't mean that they have earned your trust. They may never earn your trust again. Uh, and forgiving someone doesn't invite someone back into your life. Come on. Let's be honest, for a lot of us, some of the best things that ever happened to us are the people that left us, okay? So uh, I just want to encourage you when we, when we navigate through some of these difficult topics, don't allow your subconscious <laughs> to tell you things that I didn't say, okay? That's why I'd love for you to ask questions if you have a question so we can get more directly uh, to the heart of the matter. So a huge difference there. Forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. Trust is something that is earned, it's cultivated. It's walked out. It can be violated and destroyed, right? And there are some people, listen, that you will love the rest of your life, but you will not trust the rest of your life, right? I mean, you might have family members coming up right now in your mind. I love you, but I wouldn't trust you. I wouldn't trust you with $10 because I know I know that if I gave you $10 and you, you went to the store to buy me something that was two, I probably wouldn't see the other eight because I just, I know you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and, and so again, back to the topic, the value of trust, when trust is violated, well, then it hinders intimacy because again, the connection, remember that, that definition, we, I'll, I'll share it again, reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, surety of a person or thing. And so when you've cultivated trust and then the trust is violated, then it's like a wedge, right? Because you have to get close to someone for trust to be earned. So when trust is violated, it hinders intimacy between two people. Uh, but, but really, I want to even take this focus to um, a different degree. So not just interpersonal, but also um, trust in God. And, uh, and that's, a, that's an important question. Can you trust God? And, and I want to phrase it the way I uh, just have it here in my notes. Can you trust God if he's not always good? Oh, okay. So you see what I'm doing here. I, we're we're going we're gonna to shift some of the focus. Yeah, I trust God, but I'm, I'm not sure that he's always good. So how do I trust him if he's not always good? And if God is not always good... Then the next question, are you willing to risk being intimate with him? All right. And so uh, I'm dealing with more here than, than just the surface level of what trust is. How does someone earn your trust? How does God earn your trust? You know, I, I know that sounds like a tall order, but have you ever considered 
that God is okay having to earn our trust. And so how does he earn it? The same way, and again, to a degree, that people do. Because we begin to rely on his integrity. We rely on his strength, his ability, his surety, and other things that go with that. And we have to come to terms in our lives. First of all, what is the foundation of the character and nature of God? Is it something that's always trustworthy? And it can't be trustworthy unless it's good. Okay. Um, and can he can he be trusted? Can can he can does he have integrity? Do I have to be afraid of him? Will he change his mind? Uh, does does God have good days and bad days? And all these things reflect the value of trust. And and so when we talk about goodness, goodness is not a theory. Uh, it's goodness is not a concept. It's an absolute. I mean, I'm talking about, so this perspective of who God is, this is a greater revelation uh, of Jesus. This, this is what Jesus shows us, reflects to us as the character and nature of God, and it's who God's always been. And when it comes to God, goodness is a truth. We can either uh, fully believe it or not at all. You, you know, there's, there's no middle ground. So do you believe God's good? If it's yes, then he has to be completely good. If you don't believe he's good, well, then it's no, he's not, right? So I just want to encourage you, first of all, God is fully, completely good all the time. And in embracing this truth, we find the core value uh, by which everything in our lives is measured. Life is about knowing his always good love and then knowing more. It's about becoming sure. So if you're hearing what I'm saying, the Father is inviting us. And we have such a great invitation to witness the character and nature of God through, through the person of Jesus. That's, again, go back to John 6, 28 and 29. Believe in him that he is sent. So I can believe it about God because I see it manifest in the person of Jesus. They are one and the same. Jesus is the final word on who God has always been, right? And so... Becoming sure, man, I love that thought, that so much of our life's journey is just becoming more and more sure that God really is so good. He really is so good to be true, is what I like to say. We've all heard the phrase, too good to be true. Too good to be true, uh, it, that, that's followed by suspicion or, oh, I knew, I should have doubted. But there is no too good to be true with God. It's so good to be true. And this really brings us back, uh, I would submit, to the simplicity of the gospel. The gospel is simple. We have complicated it, but the gospel is simple. God loves us. It's simple. God is good. He is love, and his love is perfect. His love is sovereign. Now, We'll have a, we can have a discussion on sovereignty because the church has messed up what sovereignty is. We we paint sovereignty uh, as a picture of God's supreme power and authority as the desire to control all things. But no, it's his love, his perfected agape one-way love on display. And this must be the compass through which we navigate our lives. God is not defined by sovereign control, but he is revealed through sovereign love. And I love, you know, David pendant in Psalms, and then um, Paul picks up on the thought in Romans 2, God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance. 
And so uh, in along this line of thought, you know, where do you put your trust? What does it look like? Do you trust God when you feel good about yourself? Do you trust God when you feel like, um, you, you, you know, you've, you've checked off all the, 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 the boxes for, you know, Christian expectation. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, I've, I've been to church the last four Sundays in a row. I've been praying in the mornings. Um, I, I gave an extra offering. And so now I feel like I can trust God because, you know, he doesn't want to punish me because I've been keeping all the boxes checked. Or do you believe that he starts with his goodness, and that's what helps us to change our minds. That's that's what repentance is about. And what are we changing our mind about? It's about what we think about him primarily. And when we change our mind about what we think about him, we start changing our minds about what we think about ourselves, and then by extension, what we think about others. And so the value of trust is so big. And so I would I would also pose this question as we wrap this up. Um, if if I can, okay, can I trust God to always be good? If the answer is yes, am I capable of reflecting his goodness to others, his always goodness? And what does that look like? Now, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you just lay down and let people take advantage of you, let people abuse you. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about, I mean, this is love that conquers all. This is such a resolve in the one-way one way character of, of, of agape that you can love someone that truly hates you. Like, it doesn't mean that everything's copacetic. It doesn't mean you're going to go out and have dinner with this person. It just means when you think of them, you see them in the hands of a capable father who, in the midst of their suffering or their imposing suffering on others, he's there. Um, wanting to restore them, wanting to restore them back to their identity as a beloved son, a beloved daughter of a good father. I love uh, this quote. Uh, I heard it uh, actually uh, from N.T. Wright today. And if you've never heard N.T. Wright, you really need to treat yourself and look up. He's got any number of podcasts, prolific author, one of the most brilliant theologians in modern day. But uh, the question was asked of him, what was sin? And he said, sin, he is convinced in his most absolute form is when we are not authentically human. Wow. When we are not authentically human, we are sinning. Because to be authentically human is to reflect the nature of God. Wow. I love that. Uh, And and so that reminds me of my mentor. You know, he used to say um, that sin is the result of a mistaken identity. See, a lot of times we're chasing after what we call acts of sin, but the fruit of sin is never going to correct the root of sin. What do I mean by that? If you just go after fruit, you'll never get the root. But if you can understand that our humanity is not an offense to God, that's why he forever joined himself to our humanity in the incarnation. That's one of the reasons, I, I of the many reasons I love it, of celebrating Christmas. Um, and it's not the avarice of consumerism and all that, which again, I enjoy because my love language is giving gifts, but it's celebrating incarnation divine and human being fused together forever. And Jesus was not a trial run. It's not like God was experimenting and said, I, I, I didn't like that experience. 33 years is enough. They killed me. 33 years in, I couldn't make it any farther. And so he hung up his Jesus jacket. No, no, no. We died with Jesus. We descended with him. We ascended with him right now. He holds the garment of humanity 
in the presence of the Father in the throne room. And so what, what, how can we trust God? We can trust God to such an extent that the worst of us is right there in the presence of God, right along with the best of us. So don't be ashamed. You know, even those dark places, God wants them for himself. Man, and, and in that, can you hear him saying, you can trust me because I, I want to restore you. I, I want to restore you back to who you've always been, who I've always meant for you to be, your beloved son, beloved daughter of an always good father. So yeah, I just I just pray that this uh, helps you, that this touches you. This thought uh, may seem kind of out of nowhere, but I really just felt a burden to share that for this episode. And then we might share some things along Christmas, the you know, the pageantry of Christmas. Those truths, while they certainly oftentimes are only shared in December of a month, they really uh, are worth examining year-round, I would humbly submit. And so we might even do a couple episodes on Christmas. Uh, you know, I think I will. I'll make that decision now, and then I'm going to have to honor it because you've heard it, and we'll have to do that for the next couple of weeks. All right, well, we'll go ahead and end there. And uh, in doing so, I do want to just mention one more time Hester Ministries. Uh, go to HesterMinistries.org if you'd like to find out more about who we are or if you'd like to partner or give uh, a Christmas uh, you know, donation, a gift of support to end out this year. Uh, we sure would appreciate it. Also go to presenttruthacademy.org. We just have wrapped up our third year of developing curriculum. Sitting here while I'm recording this episode, we are sitting on almost 170 sessions over the course of three years. We'd love for you to partner with us so that we can help you in your journey into truth. And truth is not just information. Man, it's an encounter with the person of Jesus. Also, please help us get this podcast in front of as many people as possible. You can do that simply by sharing it, leaving a review, a five-star review. We definitely appreciate. And that helps the algorithm for this to get in front of more people. All right, God bless you. Have an amazing week. I look forward to seeing you next time for our next episode. And as we close out, I just want to remind you, if the kingdom isn't for everyone, then it's not for anyone. God bless you.